Cool. Hello, welcome back to Evil Thespian. We're back. Um, it's a new season. It's a new day. Um, I'm super excited um, for who we have as a guest today, Kara Gordon. Welcome back to the show, or welcome to the show. Excuse me, welcome back. We're all back. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Um, I'm so excited that you're here today, and I can't wait to talk about um, Teeth. You have a play coming out June 5th, um, 7th, and 10th at the New York Theater Festival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh I just wanted to um say I read the play last night and I I really resonated with this story about um women and the relationship between uh the idea of uh lust and beauty, but also uh death. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about how, what inspired you to write this play and, um, you know, what kind of themes um, the audiences can like get out of this show? Sure. Um, it's a little hard for me to talk about uh, <laughs> the uh, inspiration. Of yeah. I, I feel like I write from a very sort of like intuitive, almost subconscious place where I, I start with the images and the ideas and then it doesn't, I don't really know what it means or what I'm trying to say until I sit down to write and then it all comes out on the page and I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Um, but in terms of um, the inspiration for this, I think the first image that I had was um, the museum and just the mm -hmm. idea of like, the hair on the wall and all these little bits of like the human body and um, mm -hmm. like the concept of like trying to preserve that or um, find what's sacred in that. And then I saw like the set with like these white walls mm -hmm. and like stark harsh light room. And then I started to like ask the questions of like, okay, who's in this gallery? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. Comes in here. And, um, and then it sort of spiraled out from there. And then I also had this other idea. Um, I wanted to write something about like plastic surgery or like a mm -hmm. woman like trying to become perfect. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then uh, that's the way I work is I'll have like these different ideas or images. And then like one day it'll just occur to me that like these three thoughts are the same story. And then, mm -hmm. yeah. And then I started writing it and then it became what it became. Yeah. Yeah. I um really kind of connected in some sort of way with every single one of the characters in some shape or form. Um can you kind of describe the different uh archetypes that these characters embody um and their relationships to each other? Sure. Yeah. Um so I'm actually playing uh Christine mm -hmm the protagonist uh, okay yeah I was wondering I was like which one is she gonna play okay cool. <laughs> yeah um and Christine is sort of this um uh shy isn't the other people call her shy but I'm still unsure if that's the right word mm -hmm. um shy neurotic alien like kind of awkward like doesn't know how to have a body um mm -hmm. and uh innocent is a word that other people have thrown around to describe her but mm -hmm. not, uh she gradually gets stripped away as the play goes on um mm -hmm. and she encounters Mirabelle who is this ethereal artist who um ha has this very like strong charisma and sense of self and um is doing all these like masochistic things in her art gallery um and she sort of um the director Mari uh described her one time as like almost like a cult leader presence where like she has this like gravitas and like people are drawn to her and she's like beautiful and she's the perfect woman and um and yeah, and then she has this whole idea of she's going to be more than human um, that Christine gets sucked into and tries to take on. 
And um, the third character is uh, Christine's coworker, Leia, who is sort of the quirky, brash, uh, like comedic character, um, but she is obsessed with transforming herself through plastic surgery into this idea she has of herself as the most beautiful woman in the world. So, yeah. I, something really, um, really, there's something in the script that was, I thought really like I couldn't get out of my head. I'm really interested in the character of Leah because of her like vain nature. And she, I think it's Leah who says something in the play about uh, her like being dying or when she dies, she wants it to be beautiful or she wants to be perceived as like when her death <laughs> comes, oh, she wants to be graceful. I um. No, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think you're referring to uh, there's a Christine monologue at the end, but there is a part yeah. where when Leia's wait, I'm like, I don't know how much I should give away of the. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, to see the show to to know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, she she says she in her sort of monologue as she's dying, she says, mm-hmm. "I'm beautiful finally." Mm-hmm. I. Is there a certain reason, um, I think, what do you, well, what do you think is the relationship with each one of these women and like their idea of beauty? Because I feel, I like that you said like Christine is very shy and innocent, but when I read it, I felt that she maybe is almost uh, the least cynical one. Um, or I don't know. Cause when I, walking away from reading this play there's like a sense of grace I felt like it was a very intense play but there's a sort of gracefulness um behind it because it does make you think a lot about the lust for beauty and how and the ephemerality of beauty a little bit um do you think am I on to something there <laughs> you for sure are yeah yeah what um do you think is Christine the character you feel con- most connected with um, or is there a reason, particular reason um, you wanted to play Christine? Um, I maybe mm-hmm. um, I'm like I'm like wow I've never <laughs> I've never thought of her. <laughs> um, uh, I, do, I I so I wanted to play her because she she is the most interesting arc to me in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Mirabelle is an interesting character, but she's very static and she's sort of like this force that they're all reacting to. And also I felt like as an actor, I, I was a much more natural fit for Christine than mm-hmm. any others. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> oh, no, I was just wondering if is Christine like the character that you felt most drawn to? Or is there a reason you felt like you just said um, in terms of acting, um, if there's a certain reason, yeah. I think so. I think she, um, she's the one that is going on the journey in this story and perceiving this world and reacting to it and Mm -hmm. discovering it. And um, she has this very interesting trajectory that's almost a like, almost a like Macbeth-like trajectory from uh, like, because she she comes off as very shy and innocent, but you get the sense, or at least I want to, I want people to get the sense that there's something brewing underneath that's more, um, like lustful for for power mm-hmm. or like angry or wanting to exert some control over the world because she's never experienced that before. Um, and then as the play goes on and she uh, interacts with these other characters and and things go on um yeah she sort of has this trajectory of of going from innocence to uh not not cynicism you're right I I I don't think cynicism is yeah um towards darkness I I guess you could say yeah she has almost like you can I felt that there's something uh maybe in the back of her mind like earlier in the play where you know, certain things like pique her interest and then it sort of like builds into this character arc. Yeah, she's very curious. She's mm-hmm. very- Yes, yes. That's something that I've been, uh, me and Mari, the director, have been exploring with the acting is uh, 
like how each of the characters think and what Christine we found it's all about what's in space and reacting mm-hmm. to things in the environment or uh yeah so it is very like she's curious and that curiosity takes her further and further and further and then she gets in too deep and sort of becomes something else yeah I I really like that you said that too how a space for like from uh like playwriting and like directing perspective it's sort of uh is the ultimate kind of uh, m- maybe like fourth character or it plays a a huge sure. significant part in the um the character building of uh every one of the actors um there is so we know it, it part of the play takes place in a museum but uh what do you think it is um what does an, we know that another uh, setting is in an office environment? What do you think is uh, what kind of energy does uh, the office environment bring um, to these characters? Um, the office is very sterile, dreary, mm-hmm. the sort of place that if you went to it every day, your soul would get sucked out of you. Um, mm-hmm. And then the museum is also sort of like stark and sterile, but in a much more like overpowering, uh, like ephemeral way where it like draws you in and it's almost Mm -hmm. like, and the, yeah, the office is just this void that these two women have to uh, reconcile with the fact that they have to go there every day. Mm -hmm. I really like Chris, like Christine's curiosity um, in the office environments, um, and uh, when uh, what's what's her name, Leia, um, is uh, there with her. Uh, am I am I correct? <laughs> I'm bad with names. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Um, and Leia, I really like Leia's attitude um, towards the office environment. Um, I the scenes in the office. I was thinking a lot about kind of the transactional nature. Um, we have in relationship with um, our job and our work. And I won't give too much away, like you said, but it was really interesting um, because of the nature of the nature of these jobs that these girls have, um, kind of the psychological approach that they have to uh, <laughs> their occupation. Um, it, it says a lot about who they are and kind of what they what they're thinking and how they kind of, um, you know, approach uh, problems and what their, I guess, moral compass is as well. You can um, tell a lot about a person through kind of their occupation and their attitudes towards what they do. Um, Have you ever worked in an office? (laughs) Um, uh, No. (laughs) I guess I I had like an internship at one point, but no. well, I can tell you, you definitely, you hit it on the nose. <laughs> right. um, imagining and, and knowing people who mm-hmm. uh, work in offices and just, I don't know, just imagining the life of you <laughs> just yeah. going to the same place every day and nothing ever changes. Yeah. Well, so you don't experience anything new. It's just this like cycle. And you, yeah. Of like, yeah, just no newness, no novelty. Um, yeah, definitely void. Like I would agree. Um, how so? How has um, how have the rehearsals? Let's talk about the rehearsal process. Um, how did uh, how did uh, Mari get involved? Yeah, I um, so I met Mari. Uh, this is Mari Sittner, the director. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I met her back in uh, I guess November or December of last year because uh, she directed uh, 14 Maple uh, which mm-hmm. uh, you've spoken to Eric on this podcast I think as well um, and uh, I met her through that we became friends I loved working with her as a director in that and then when I got accepted into the festival I asked if she'd direct and then yeah we've just been sort of working together as like two halves of the same brain trying to bring the show to life mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the rehearsals have been going really well. Um, it's really exciting. Um, it's uh, it's like it's less strange than I thought to be mm-hmm. um, acting in a show that I've written. It's uh, 
the way I've like the metaphor that keeps occurring to me is it's like it's like building a house and then living in it um yeah it it feels kind of like a natural progression um but it's been really interesting to see it take shape how because there's a couple of things I read in the play I was like wow like I wonder how they're staging this (laughs) how's the staging work gone or is this has it been kind of trial and error or do you um, guys like plan things out for sort of the more (laughs) physical parts of the show um yeah so this is uh the importance of having a director (laughs) because you're kind of just sitting there going okay I'm just following my train of thought to where it leads me um and then um, there, there have been several points where I've been like, oh, this is how I imagined it. And then Mari's like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. What if we did it in this way? And I'm like, yeah. oh, that occurred to me. So like, uh, for example, one of them, there's like a stage, there's a scene where um, it, the stage director is like, 50 people dressed for a gallery opening and right. and obviously mm-hmm. the person in their right mind is going to be like, okay, let's hire 50 extras for this. Right. Scene of play. Um, so uh, Mari had this uh, amazing idea that anytime um, there's uh, characters that aren't the three central women, it's just going to be voiceovers and these invisible people that we're interacting with. And I actually found that that uh, kind of enhanced some of the themes of the play because there's a mm-hmm. lot in the script about things that are there and not there and like the um, what is real what is yes yeah uh, what if you had what if you were covered in tattoos and got them all removed so it's sort of like that motif of like something being invisible uh, mm-hmm. I get into it very well so that's one thing and then um yeah we have a lot of straight I have like a backpack full of like the weirdest props in the world <laughs> right now mm-hmm. um and yeah it's been interesting to uh figure out some yeah. of those ambitious stage directions yeah I get I don't know I can't even imagine because there's um so yeah I immediately like thought of that too I'm like there's like 50 people in a gallery I mean as an audiophile like the use of sound you almost forget that there's this whole other world of like tools um to use for dramatic effect and I really love that you said that because it just adds such a heavy um extra emotional weight to uh, the sort of decorum of the environment in the show. Um, I really, really like that a lot. So have you um, been in a, have you been in the same space the whole time? Um, the, in terms of rehearsal space? Yeah. No, we, um, so <laughs> we do a lot of rehearsals at my apartment, funnily enough. And then we also rent studios. Um, mm-hmm. There's, so there's this one studio in particular that we rented. Um, I was going to mention this earlier when you were talking about the importance of space. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we walked in and it was just this white void room and it had this Perfect. like strong like energy emanating from it. And it was just some rehearsal studio in Williamsburg. And um, doing that, and we happened to be rehearsing the first uh, Christine and Mirabelle meeting in the gallery that day and doing that scene in that like white void like space which was so exactly what I had imagined when I was writing the play it changed it like changed everything in that scene mm-hmm. and it's, like, helped us find that like uh intangible energy that we needed to have mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah it was it's almost like this like changing spaces or yeah changing rehearsal environments is almost a very powerful tool I've found um, because you can be in the same space and then you move. It's like kind of moving into, um, like when I've been in shows, there will be in the same space for like a month. And then when we do like the load in and like move in the actual space, it's like, oh my God, I'm now I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm behind or <laughs> yeah. I'm realizing things I did not previously realize about like the character and the stories and everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so actresses in these plays or this play um how did you meet them or how did they join the project um so we uh we had a pretty wide casting call we Mm -hmm. uh, 
held auditions through backstage and actors access and everywhere else that actors go in addition to just pulling in people that we knew from social media and so we Mm -hmm. saw a lot of people for it um and then ultimately the two actresses that we cast uh came from backstage and we didn't know them before but they were both phenomenal and just great fits for the role and yeah and I yeah they continue to be great fits so Mm -hmm. yeah since you wrote this play when you guys started rehearsing um were because I always talk to playwrights um and they always say like there's an element of surprise or you learn something about maybe your own writing or your own consciousness um when you see it being played out before your eyes um is there anything like new you learned about your writing process or uh the like building and staging process in general when you like saw your own characters actually like actually embodied for the first time yeah um I I'm trying to think of something specific but um there of because I I did write the play a bit ago and then sort mm-hmm. of and hadn't looked at it in a while and then now I'm pulling it out and looking at it every day from an actor's perspective and mm-hmm. like trying to treat it almost as if a stranger wrote it and mm-hmm. there's things in the text that I mm, um that I maybe wasn't con there's a lot of like parallelism in the text that I didn't consciously realize that I was doing when I was writing it but going back I'm like oh there are these threads that I was sort of threading and didn't even know it and like these images that kept reoccurring um I'm trying to think of a specific example uh nothing's coming to mind um and then on a more on a more practical note um I've learned that um I will never again write a play where uh there are so many scene changes and changes between locations um yeah it's like you don't even realize it until you get there and then you're acting and you're like oh for this play it made sense because it is about two very distinct locations and two very distinct relationships Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and there have been we didn't go into it with the intent to to workshop or edit but there have been you know little things where um we'll do a scene and then I'm acting and I'm like actually this giant chunk of text here doesn't fit here let's just like cut this and like little rewrites that happen in the moment um Mm -hmm. yeah it is it is really like you never you never really know a play or a play that or a a play is never really complete until it's been until you've tried to put it up um and then you're like okay here are all the things that I thought would work that don't work yeah that's awesome um well let's talk about your background so you've only been in New York for a year you recently moved yeah I moved in May of last year cool and where um are you from I'm from Florida. Wow. Where about in Florida? Um, I was, so I was born in West Palm Beach, but I grew up in Tallahassee and I went to college in Gainesville. So I'm a, I'm a North Florida girl. I love that. Um, well, I wanted to ask because you have a novel and I don't know if, uh, you've had anybody else read it, but you have a working novel, um, about, uh, theater school roughly did you go to theater school (laughs) I went to um a BFA acting program at the University of Florida oh my god these wait a minute the universe like University of Florida I have a friend who went to University of Florida do you know uh I'll talk to you about it after um but okay they have a huge program yeah yeah Wow. And these BFAs, so I got a BA in acting. What was that? Where, where did you go to? Uh, Radford University in, um, it's like the smallest, tiniest state school. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny, tiny, tiny school in Southwestern Virginia. Um, but we didn't have a BA program and the BFA thing was always this elusive like unreachable mysterious thing that everybody was like I don't know what that is um and we would go to like casting casting calls and we would see all these 
other kids um, with like BFAs or in BFA programs, we were always like, what is that? Our school doesn't have any money for that. So um, what was, um, what's the acting like BFA thing? <laughs> what is that? What is that? Um, I, it was essentially just a, a, a normal theater undergraduate degree, but with mm-hmm. more specific uh concentration on acting in terms of the classes you were given so like I had semesters of voice and movement and Mm -hmm. uh, scene study and just all these sorts of things that are actor specific and yeah it was yeah it was a great training ground um yeah your uh writing kind of like brought me back to the days where I was like 18 and like rolling around on the floor for three hours in an acting class or in like a voice and movement class. Um, And I really resonated with that a lot um, because after leaving theater school, you kind of look back and you're like, wow, that was something that was like a lot of time. And um, I don't regret for seconds that I did it because, you make such like powerful, like visceral memories in acting school. It also sort of um, hardens you. In Absolutely. Because I'm like, okay, I, I, I got up every morning at six in the morning yep. to go crawl for like an animal mm-hmm. like, with my peers uh, for a grade. Um, nothing can embarrass me anymore. No, yeah, I, I have no shame. I don't care what people think about me um, because I've been, yeah, I've I've been broken down and built up again at a very uh, formative age. So yeah. Did you have to do any like singing or was there like, we took this like, yeah. So I'm not a singer, but we did have a class in the senior year um, that was like singing for actors, but it was Mm -hmm theater people so of course I was uh I was really nervous and shy about well actually this is funny because this is like uh in teeth also um uh Christine's has a singing arc um but yeah I uh um just going oh yeah but basically um yeah I had to like sing in front of a room people even though I'm not a singer and I sort of got over that hurdle and now I'm like all right put me put me up there I'll sing anything yeah Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, um, I, it's weird. Singing is such a vulnerable thing and I never, cons- I'm not a singer either. I never considered myself a singer, right. um, but there are a few times in my life where I've, uh, cause yeah, same with me. We had to, we had musicals and I was in musicals and we had a couple of singing classes, but um, man, those times that hardened me, um, uh, mostly related to singing, uh yeah. there's I mean there are a couple times where I like got away with like doing well um but the times that I bombed like uh just bombing so much <laughs> I sort of embrace that I'm not a good singer and yeah. I'm singing as this like acting tool of like this is like maximum vulnerability and sort of like the, almost like um almost like performing Shakespeare which is this like heightened way so I've had to like diegetically sing in plays a few times over the past year and I'm just like I don't know like I've, I've gone over needing to like prove, prove that I can do something and just be like okay this is the character performing at this heightened state but yeah there is um there there are some little singing scenes in teeth that kind mm-hmm. of uh, at the very least, singing is a good vocal exercise. <laughs> um, I definitely sing in my apartment when my husband uh, is at the grocery store, and I just I tell I tell my neighbors that I'm ex- doing my vocal exercises. Um, what's so? I mean, moving to New York is like the natural trajectory. Um, do you think um, you identify? You know, I guess primarily as an actor. Um, have you always um, written plays? Um, I've always written. I basically, since I was like eight or nine, I was already into both acting and writing. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to be an author. So like I would write little stories in my notebook. I didn't start writing plays until um, like late high school um, for like theater classes and like competitions and things like that. And then in college, I was really like, oh, this is a, a medium that I 
really enjoy writing for. Um, and yeah, I just love like the world of the theater and the process of creating theater. So it's like, why not write to mm-hmm. that uh, arena? So yeah. Yeah. And do you think you'll continue to write like with the the working novel? You Do you think you'll continue to kind of pursue or bring up like the subject of writing about theater school again? Of writing about theater school? Um, yeah. No, I think I got that all out in that first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have started writing um, another, this is like very early stages. So I'm like, it's not like I'm like, oh, I wrote my second novel, but I'm starting to work on something again that's not, not about theater school, but is also mm-hmm. set in the world of the theater. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm, I, I can't escape writing about that world and about being an actor. It's just, there's just so much like interesting fodder for stories there. It's and- so true. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so- like, sometimes you'll like, <laughs> sometimes I'll meet some people and I'm like, oh my, or I'll like some turn of events that you like, you'll witness in, right. the, com- in the community, I guess. And I'll be like, what? nobody could write this almost yeah. like how like somebody needs to know like yeah, all these like micro like power struggles and people's sort of like quests to like I don't know become whatever it, it's just really yeah pa- yeah power struggles and like strange turn of events I also yeah. notice that sometimes people disappear <laughs> you know um yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, just the weirdest, the weirdest stuff happens. But it's it's stuff like I feel like I'm like, wow, you cannot make some of this stuff up. Um, but have you? Do you audition regularly? I do. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. How is how's? I mean, you're a year in. So how's that? How's that been? A year in. It's been really good, actually. Um, uh um how was it in the field (laughs) it's really good um yeah yeah, I I've been auditioning for a while um I've sort of gotten to a point now where I'm like okay I've I had my year of sort of like doing everything saying yes to everything seeing what Mm -hmm. it leads to like just seeing what I need to see and now year two I'm like okay I'm gonna be laser focused I'm only gonna audition when I want to audition I'm only gonna like say yes to things that I actually um want to do and yeah yeah. um but yeah it's fascinating um you just go like auditioning is so especially in in the city uh, and I don't know where you are either but um oh I'm in Chicago okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like fascinating because like you'll just get like sent to all these random places and like meet these different people and like have like like we were talking like weird like occurrences or like you meet the weirdest Mm -hmm. people um buildings strange buildings that like look abandoned you know and then like when you get when you're and then like um like I've done a lot of like short films too and that'll be strange like I'll I'll be like oh yeah I like I Pony Island at 2 a.m. covered in like fake blood to be yep. and first <laughs> are like looking at me like it's just like a really mm-hmm. absurd life to live good times great times <laughs> um yeah I it is a nice relief though when you have that moment and you're like oh, okay like I just can't say yes to everything anymore um yeah. it's such a relief it's almost like a boost of confidence when you tell yourself like okay this is the year I'm actually going to, yeah, laser focus on only things I want to do because the life is so short. And I, for me, like I, my years of like saying yes to everything, I feel like it went on a little too long because I have like such a high threshold for like pain and suffering. (laughs) Um, And Um, but yeah, and then part of that also came from, I guess it maybe also came from working on teeth too, because I was like, okay, it's really not, it's not, I don't have to wait for someone to say, yes, yes, doing my plays. Like I can get people together and just do it and find a space and do it. And so Mm -hmm. that's sort of my trajectory is I'm like, all right, I, I, I love acting and I'll continue to act, but I'm like, all right, I'm really focused on bringing my world of ideas to life. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I didn't know it was in me the whole time, you know? Um, 
but yeah, no, it's, it's so true. Um, so are, are you like, what have you been doing to prepare? Do you get nervous, um, ever doing shows? I don't really get nervous. I get more excited, but can you yeah. sort of describe like, yeah, what are you feeling? This in, um, like a physical way. This is a, a professor of mine in college, um, like instilled this idea of me that like nerves are just, it's like a, being nervous isn't a bad thing it's just yeah. something that will always happen and it's to me now in my when I was like a little younger obviously like you'd get nervous in the sense of like oh no well people think I'm good but now it's not that now it's yeah. like it's a physical like adrenaline thing of yes. like I'm going yeah. to perform. but it's like that's necessary and you sort of like learn to like ride it mm -hmm. um so I yeah I feel like I know how to how to ride that now so I don't get worried oh, about yeah. But it is like, yeah, in like the 30 minutes before you're about yeah, to of course. your body and your mind are doing insane things, but you just learn to like stay with it and ride it. Oh yeah. Like embrace the yeah. sort of like physical energy. Yeah. When I was in school, I was like, oh, how can I train myself not to be nervous and just act right. like I'm walking in to go do my job because that's the job and I'm not allowed to be like physically nervous at all, mm -hmm. but uh, it just it doesn't I feel like it does more damage than it does, you know um because it's a like it tensed my body like my muscles would be so tense because I'm like keeping trying to keep everything together um but I think embracing yeah the the excitement because I always yeah I always say like to me it's not nervousness it's more just like excitement adrenaline very natural things that you can allow to propel your energy and your performance um through so yeah no that's, that's you would, yeah. terrible without it it'd be like dead like <laughs> exactly yeah um do you have any like weird audition stories or um just like random I mean I have so many embarrassing moments um <laughs> Um, oh, let me, um, none are coming to mind, but yeah. like, um, I'll, I'll, if I think of one later, I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah. The most recent one I can think of is like, I was in a PSA, uh, health announcement audition, um, um and then I saw it on TV later oh. and it was like very depressing about, I'm like, this is, I, I have a common theme. It's just like sad PSA announcements. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you ever realize, uh, do you ever think, of, I mean, do you have an agency? Do you? Um... I, so I actually last week just signed with a manager for the first mm. time. So I'm about to enter that world and see that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Cool. Do you uh, notice that maybe because I I mean, when I was acting like I uh, had a or maybe I still do have a certain type, um, oh. but I don't know. There's a lot of talk like actors always talk about their type or whatever. But um, do you ever identify with certain kind of archetypes of characters? Yeah, I've sort of like type to me is I'm just like uh, it's sort of like something that you just need to know like how other people perceive you but like not get like hung up about it is mm -hmm. how I start to view it because I'm like yeah I know that like I could try to I could I could take a crack at playing any character but I'm like okay this is like what I make the most sense as um I always get past this sort of like the smart confident uh for lack of a better word like bitchy character yeah. <laughs> is where I generally land um or, or anyone that's sort of like a dark tortured soul also mm -hmm. um uh yeah which it's been interesting um playing Christine because I've just come off of like doing a bunch of shows where it was very like in line with like I'm the girl who's really smart and arrogant and I'm walking in here so confident and then Christine is so the opposite of that but also like I can like connect to that from a genuine place also so it, it is really just like it's it's been interesting to like peel back like uh, this like character type that I've mm -hmm. been like uh used to uh over the past few months and then sort of being like okay 
how do I find myself but like a different part of myself and make it genuine and not like I'm just like doing a caricature of like I'm shy you know Mm -hmm. yeah I I always feel like when I'm I feel like I'm not yeah in moments when I like feel like oh I'm not doing a caricature like or not trying to do a caricature like sometimes I'll walk into an audition I'm like no I literally am the caricature (laughs) and um those are those are the best times um so with the rehearsal process for teeth um so what made I mean you said you had a teeth written um from like kind of a long time ago and then you put it away and didn't kind of you know touch it for a while um what made you like out of kind of your uh you know, a canon of, of plays. Um, what made you choose this one specifically to kind of um, decide that you're going to, um, you know, produce it? Um, so, so when I put it away, it wasn't just in a drawer. It was being, um, I have like a very uh, fine-tuned process of like editing and then, and then submitting. Mm-hmm. So it was never in a drawer. It was, you know, I send it to this theater, send it to this theater, and then finally yeah. found its place in the New York Theater Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, quite honestly, it was just the first full, well, I've had sort of like uh, other plays um, that are more like college when I was younger, but like this is, I was like, okay, this is like my first play mm-hmm. <laughs> as, like a, as like an adult artist and as a like fully formed or well not fully formed but you know what I mean like uh, as, as a somewhat fully formed person um and yeah it just it wasn't really deliberate in that way it was just this is the first one and um in and it ended up here but yeah once this festival is done though I'm I'm gonna start you know producing the others that I've that I wrote after that um yeah well I was reading your other plays and there is sort of a common theme at least maybe just from my point of view or what I naturally gravitate or themes I naturally gravitate to sort of this theme these themes of like death and beauty and though the friction between uh our relationship between beauty and death and I think I really like the play you wrote about the characters what is it called I just read it the the characters where the um dad um died yeah yeah oh my gosh next that's like my after teeth I'm like I want to produce that Um, yeah I really liked that a lot because I feel that death is something that nobody talks about, or maybe we do talk about it, but we don't really talk about it in, I think until you uh, have people in your life that pass away, only then do you feel like, oh, like now I'm thinking about death in like an actual serious way. Um, And I just, I really like those things because it is, it seems like, oh yeah, talking about death is not controversial or it doesn't, uh, you know, ignite new uh, kind of uh, feelings um, <laughs> or subject matters that people don't often talk about. Um, but I really like kind of the conversations those characters had um, about death and like the opening scene, or, I mean, already kind of evokes or like, uh, asks this question uh, about you know consciousness and death and that's something I've been thinking about a lot like where where does what is somebody's consciousness um, where someone's consciousness at when they're like on the brink of, <laughs> of passing or going over towards the the next life or whatever um, do you see yourself I don't know am I getting on to something do you, do you see yourself commonly <laughs> oh, yeah. and the thing is I don't know I don't know why that is always what comes out and that I sort of sometimes try to like like fight that or be like is this too dark but like no you can't fight you just have to like write what interests you and I don't know I don't know why but I, I'm always like fascinated by like thinking about those big ideas of like death and metaphysics and where 
where do we go and what happened well, yeah reality yeah that's what I'm most commonly drawn to writing about and so yeah for lack for better or worse I, I have to write about to hell <laughs> yeah I really I really like that a lot um because not only does because like what's great about reading plays is that you don't often think about somebody's mortality when you're kind of looking at a character and like you're analyzing a character and it adds this or having death like uh, as a theme in any play it like adds a whole another dimension and almost raises the emotional like stakes a little bit um, because like the kid you kind of are reminded that like the nature of humanity and like the characters themselves are ephemeral and like they eventually will die and I just think it's a uh, a it's about being honest kind of about the nature of uh, humanity and people's problems and how people behave and how like everybody just goes <laughs> to the same <clears throat> same place kind of wherever that is I guess yeah and with um without play the pool um it like it's about death but also it ultimately is like this is gonna sound so corny but like it's about life also and sort mm, of yeah like, that was what I found through it is it, it's these these characters who and and this is a theme that comes up in teeth too is people trying to escape their humanity mm -hmm. then using death as sort of this like counterpoint to uh explore to like sort of explore these characters realizing that they can't escape their humanity and then ex uh like yeah well I was thinking about escapism and I read your play uh Salome and yeah. I just the I just see the image of like Salome um like being like the beautiful kind of seductress a little bit and I thought Salome was very beautiful because uh, to me, it was just about sort of the sort of weight and heaviness of beauty um, or how like beauty uh, makes everything very uh, sort of like intense <laughs> or it makes life very intense uh, for better or worse. Um, but is there, is Salome sort of like an archetype of beauty that you're drawn to? So, so yeah, the story with that uh, short play, so I actually, uh, in August, September of this past year, acted, I played Salome in The Wild mm -hmm. Play um, with a theater company in New York, um, and that play was actually like a quick little thing, the, the play that I wrote, a, mm -hmm. a little thing that I just wrote in one night, and it was originally for this contest that some friends of mine were also submitting to, so I was like, yeah sure why not I'll sit down and see if I could write like this heightened language play um with like the it was like um it had to be about like classical characters or something so then I was like oh okay I'll write something I'll do my own little riff on Salome because obviously acting in it that it, that was a story that I'd spent a lot of time thinking about and like living with um and I love it so much um and then yeah um and then that little 10 minute play which to me almost it's uh it was interesting that's something I want to um explore in my writing in in the future is um the sort of poetic uh mm -hmm. language, um which is something I'd sort of uh experimented with in that little 10 minute play um and it was really uh fun to write in that way and really interesting mm -hmm. um but yeah, that's where, that's why I uh, was thinking about Salome. Mm -hmm. I really, yeah, I, I agree with like the heightened language and like the poeticness. And I think it's very ambitious too. Like a lot of, I haven't really encountered a lot of plays um, that sort of, uh, you know, ambitiously sort of attack like the heightened language and um, kind of keep, keep that, like po keep poeticism alive. Um, because yeah. it's sort of the ultimate, like to me, as far as I understand, I feel that poetry is sort of the ultimate expression or like form of literature um, or like the imagination a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm so excited. So anything else on your mind? Um, I'm super excited. Where can we get uh, tickets or how can we, get, how can we see the show? 
Yeah, um, the tickets are available at newyorktheaterfestival.com slash teeth. You can also probably just look up New York Theater Festival. Something will come up. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I hope to see a lot of people there. Um, I'm very excited. It's been um, an amazing process. And yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I wanted to ask you also what a, um, so I won't give too much away, but there's blood. <laughs> yeah. The play. What are you using? Uh, oh my God. This is so funny. So we, <laughs> so when we were signing the contracts for the festival, they send us this giant document with all of these rules and mm-hmm. is just in all caps, no fake blood and we had to wow. sign, we had to sign off no fake blood so unfortunately um this is going to be a bloodless production of teeth but we're um what we're doing is um we've like painted some of like the props and costumes in this okay. fire blood so like you'll see things that kind of look like blood but no god um in my dream vision production of teeth there'd be like blood spurting everywhere and running down oh yeah it'll be sparkling in the lights you know yeah Mm. Um, yeah so yeah but we we did do a nice little photo shoot with some some yes that I mixed in my kitchen so yeah that's awesome well I'm super excited so do you think um teeth will have like a set or um I know it's gonna be a New York theater festival but do you ever see it having a second life or um going anywhere else I would love for it to um if any larger companies are interested in it um mm-hmm. and also um so with the festival I signed off that I can't do it for two months afterward but after that mm-hmm. I'd be down to like get a space and revive it for a weekend or, mm-hmm. or something um yeah we'll see we'll see what the future holds yeah but, yeah that's the, the 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 beauty of theater is that things can't it isn't like one and done it's like things can yeah be done in different ways and revived um, different people can do it. So yeah, tooth, tooth will not die. After the day. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, excellent. I'm so excited. I really, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, I'm super, super excited for everything you're going to do and we'll be following very closely. Um, anything else on your minds or, um, anything else, um, kind of you want to throw out there or where can we, um, where can we follow you? Oh yeah, my Instagram is at uh, Kara A. Gordon. Um, cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show. And yeah, what do you do? You, is it still okay to say break legs or good luck or? I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, break legs and good luck um, to everybody involved. Um, yeah. Thank you so much once again, Kara and scene. <laughs>